Welcome to VO Buzz Weekly. Who do we have on our show today, Stacy? We are talking to award-winning audiobook narrator and one of the brilliant actors on TNT's Major Crimes, Kata Mazur. Let's get buzzed. Turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. And now, prepare to get seriously buzzed with your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacy J. Aswan. Our guest is an award-winning audiobook narrator and a brilliant TV, film, and theater actress. You've seen her in movies like American Sniper and on the TNT incredible series, Major Crimes. She is here. We are so excited to get buzzed with the fabulous Kata Mazur. And I didn't even know we were getting buzzed. Wow. I think I actually she need to get buzzed. So good um, to see you. Thank you. It's yes. so good to be here. I'm so honored. Normally, to be we here. see you at a after-hours yeah. party or something. I know. <laughs> and I'm a little buzzed. And she's a little and buzzed. And today, not at all. Not at all. So I'll have to deal with my social anxiety. That is so cool. Well, we wanted to thank yeah. you for coming down and visiting us and uh, sharing some so of your. It was so nice. Of we you caught to you ask. in your little window, so Absolutely. it was like a good, good time. So thank you. And for I that. squeezed myself through that little window. I know that's so with cool. With all my drapery. <laughs> I'm telling you. Both I you took and the drapes off that window. Are cooking the stuff. Today, the ladies look hot, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Sponsored by Joanne Fabrics. Absolutely, um, I'm going to get right to it. I yeah. want to, yeah. I want to know, yeah. like, what have, did you always know that you wanted to be an actor? Take us back. Okay, so the funniest thing was I can tell you when I wanted to be an actor, which was when I was seven. But before that... Seven, that's young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But before that, and this didn't come full circle till I became an audiobook narrator, I spent a lot of time alone in my room because I liked it, and I still do. And um, that's why I like working in a tiny little booth yeah. by myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had a, a make-believe school that I was the make-believe headmistress of, and I would have... Um, imaginary parent-teacher conferences. Ah! I love it. Yeah, but I also would read aloud to groups of imaginary children. Wow. Mm -hmm. And what I remember was that I loved the feel of the library book when you would hold it. I think when I would watch a teacher read, I, I loved the, f the way it looked like the book felt with the plastic and cover and the crinkle mm -hmm. yeah. and yes. there was something that's so um, uh, sexy <laughs> to me about that that as a kid I would take out library books and then sit alone in my room and read them out loud and, and show hold the them and show yeah. the pictures mm -hmm. and um, so that didn't come around till I became an audiobook narrator which I never had any intention of becoming and then when I did, I went, oh, my God, this was, this was really there, mm -hmm. was wanting to read out loud That's so cool. yeah. to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, uh, my mother put me in children's theater with my brother when I was seven. And um, there was that moment when I, like, appeared on stage or I said something and the audience laughed. Mm -hmm. And you were and hooked. That, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Do you, do you still enjoy that, or you're just like, ah? <laughs> I don't. Th the I, audience. I don't the think audience you get laughing. over. I don't think you get over it at a dinner party. Yeah. Like, do you yeah. do you ever get yeah. over yeah. being heard? 
you know, or seen or like that something that matters to you somehow connects and other people go like, yes, me too, or I get yeah. that. Or um, uh, I think, uh, so, so yeah, so, so I wanted to, to be an actor, but I think unlike some other actors, I, um, I wanted to be an actor, but I didn't have a lot of, uh, I was very, very hard on myself. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of actors are hard on themselves. Yeah. But I think, you know, when I looked at people who I thought of as ambitious, and I still feel this way, there's a way that what I think of as ambitious people know how to or want to kind of be between them and the door. You know, like, yeah. look, mm -hmm. they, they love taking over in that way. Mm -hmm. And that took me a long time. That I felt, you know, if you had asked me whether I should have done audiobooks, I would have gone, why the, why the hell should anybody be listening to me for 12 yeah. hours in their car? And I think, I am sure I'm not alone in, in feeling that way. Yeah. I mean, it was no, a yeah. shocking Do you listen thing. to your finished work or are you? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, no. What do you mean no? You, I don't Let me tell I you, thought it's you great. would totally be in love with yourself, your it voice. Is, it is great. Thank you, but I, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, but I have to say, even my show, I like the episodes that my character isn't on because then I can watch the episodes. Oh, okay. And the episodes that I am on, I watch, and then when my scene comes, I leave the room, and then when I hear the scenes over, I come back in. Well, you're great there too. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, we know that you've had a tremendous on-camera career, mm -hmm. and still are having a tremendous on-camera career. More now than more ever. now than ever. Yeah. But check that. But what? How did you make? How did you make that transition from on-camera to actually narrating? How did that come about for you? Um, I was working. I was doing volunteer work, which, by the way, I highly recommend. If there's not enough going on in your life. Go get involved with Absolutely. some volunteer work mm -hmm. because you end up meeting the people that change your life. Yeah. And, um, and actually, the reason I was a theater actress and I was an experimental theater actress in New York and I was doing work with, you know, just very, very strange, very avant-garde and very wonderful. But, you know, you'd perform in a loft for mm -hmm. 10 other people whose right. shows you were going to go see the next night. Like right. it was right. so... You know, artistically high-pitched, only a dog <laughs> would hear it. And um, and and again, I started working with teenagers in Sunset Park in Brooklyn. And I was, uh, I had a job um, directing teenagers in this uh, in this improvised theater company through a social working facility. Mm -hmm. And I loved these kids. There's Hispanic kids from Sunset Park in Brooklyn, and they were great. And I had this moment where I said, none of them would like any of the things that I do. Hmm. Like, none of these kids who I love yeah. would understand, not because they don't have the brain power, but because it's so completely culturally elite. Right. You know, that experimental yep. theater world. Right. The, and it, most of the stuff, in the end, some of it was great and some of it was... <laughs> Okay. Sketchy. You can't use that word. <laughs> so, I mean, it was all fun to do. Yeah. It was fun to do. It's an acquired taste. Some it of was it. fun yes. to do, and sometimes it was genius. But it was, you know, it was hit or miss. But I realized that if I was on TV, 
that would be something that these kids would mm. mm-hmm. get excited about, and then I would be a good role model mm-hmm. for having actually, you know, achieved something yeah. with what I was trying to do instead of come and sit on a pillow in a loft and, <laughs> right. and watch me do some, you know, developmental movement on the floor, yeah. you know, or something. Yeah. I don't know what. So that was when we I call decided. It's yoga now, right? It's yeah. called yoga. Yeah. So that was when I uh, decided to do television. And as soon as I decided to do television, I decided to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. And then I, I've never looked back. I, I mean, I really do love television. But then I was doing volunteer work with a group called um, the Virginia Avenue Project, which did, did playwriting with kids. Mm-hmm. And another one of the volunteers was Karen White, who is a fantastic mm-hmm. narrator. And she had already begun narrating, and I think she was working for Books on Tape, which was, you know, Penguin Random House, yeah. which was Random House, Books on Tape, which was Books on Tape. At that point, it was Books on Tape. So Karen White told me I should, I should audition, and I really thought it was nutty because, I, I, th- I don't think most people like the sound of their own voice. I don't, I don't know what the science is, but, I, I think we can't hear our own voice. I don't think we hear our voices the way other people hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a friend who says you can't experience your own handshake. You know, y- right. you can't Ooh. know what yeah. it's like mm-hmm. to receive Ooh, you. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Can you feel your own handshake? You can't, no, you cannot. Well, you can't. You cannot. Right. Um, so I thought, I, I just did it because she said to. <laughs> it really, yeah. I mean, I'm game. You know, right. if someone says do this, I'll go, but I didn't think about it. I didn't, research what I was doing I didn't but I um, I I they had me read a part of a Joyce Carol Oates story and I just you know I like it to be hard I like the words to be interesting mm-hmm. uh, if so the harder a thing is the m- the less punctuation the more beautiful the more complex the more I get turned on by right. it. So it was a great thing for me to get to do as an audition, was a complicated, right. brilliant yeah. piece of writing. And then I left and think about it again. And then they called me to hire me, and I thought they were calling me to get me to buy a subscription to Books on Tape. <laughs> <laughs> so Whoa. in my you know they wanted money you're so pretty and they wanted to give you money okay okay but in my not proudest moment i treated them the way one treats somebody oh, no. no you didn't yes and i went uh no i'm not interested <gasps> and janet stark said this is this is janet stark from books on tape and i went yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not interested <laughs> and she said no it's I'm calling from books on tape. I said, I know, I understand. And I'm not interested. Like She said very articulately. Yeah, I, I was just like, let's cut this off right here. Let you not waste one more minute of yeah. my Friday. Yeah, my you know, Friday. And then she's, and I literally went to hang up the phone back in the days when you yes, didn't do the this. Cradle, yeah. Yes, the cradle, You did that. And she goes, Kata, it's Janet. I'm trying to give you a job. And I was like, Oh, hi! <laughs> you did not! Oh, 
dear. Oh, you tried oh. it. You said I was just kidding with you. You're like, ha ha, April yeah, Fool's. Like, oh, hi. Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Let's just that pretend. That was hysterical. It was just, you know, oh. embarrassed, you know. Yes. But then I went in, and the first thing I got to do was a Joyce Carol Oates mm -hmm. short story. So, yeah. And that was, and, and I was stunned. Mm -hmm. Stunned. Stunned in a good way? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah. All I want to do is read and talk. Right. Like, those are the two things I like most. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so you're telling me you're going to pay me to read and talk? At the same time, this yeah. is going to be great. Mm. So cool. It was so so cool. obviously, I mean, narrating is this very intimate experience yeah. between you and the beautiful material, the listener. Then you have your film and television world and theater where you have this sort of massive collaboration of all different sides. So what is it about each one that makes you, why do you live in those worlds? It's such a great question. I think that there's a through line to everything that we do, you know, and um, if you looked at everything you've ever been attracted to in your life, there's something that connects. And I think for me, it's just all communication. Mm -hmm. It's all communication. Mm -hmm. It's all language and communication. So it, it's this, it's entirely different, but at the end of the day, I have the same question for myself, and this is going to sound so pretentious, but the question is, you know, did you tell the truth? Did you put yourself into it? Mm -hmm. Were you personal? Did you make it your own? Mm -hmm. did, you, did you stay present? You know, it, it's the same kind of questions. And, mm -hmm. and if I think about what would make me a good friend, it would be the same thing. Yep. Absolutely. You know, were you present? Yep. Mm -hmm. Did you pay attention? Did you, were you tell personal? <laughs> did you tell the truth? Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think that there's there's people who are, are really fantastic technically, and and then they might have different questions mm -hmm. that they ask themselves, like, did I did I hit that, or did I differentiate it, or yeah. did I oh did I get oh did I get that. I wanted to try to get that into the voice or yeah. that into the, you know, and, and, and so everybody's got their questions that whether or not you do it consciously, right. you know, right. when you mic drop at the end, have you, have, do you mic drop because you go, and Left it scene, all there. You know, yeah. left it all yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, tiny That's not the mic. The mic's intact. <laughs> it's fixed. It's your clothing falling You're off. You're tiny, um, tiny <laughs> Your drapes are shifting. Your drapes are shifting. This is my friend. <laughs> um, um, but and the other thing that I just loved was that in audiobooks I could be anything, mm -hmm. and in television and film I am a package. This is the package. You're either gonna buy this package for that part or not. And if you don't buy this package, my voice is really probably the least, least yeah. yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's there. But it couldn't. It's just going to be added. It's not like gonna this is going to. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. this is the package. Yeah. And um, and suddenly it was like, oh my god, I can be anybody from anywhere, and I can, I can truly. I, I have to say that audiobooks, at the end of the day, I felt like I had always wanted to feel my whole life, which was used up, mm. like yeah. used up, like. 
I've used every cultural thing that I've ever known and every opinion I've ever had and every character I've ever met that somehow that has made me the person because I think what people might not realize is we don't really get directed and there are s some fantastic directors yeah yes there are mm -hmm. and working with them is ascending to the very heights of collaboration and wonderfulness yeah. but they might say one thing every you're like, can you pick that up? Minutes, blah, blah, because yeah. you got flubbed right. and you didn't hear it. And yeah, or, or, for so things. most most of them are going to be listening for like the mistakes, and then the good ones are going to be saying, mm, uh, "Can you try that again?" Mm -hmm. Like they might not even tell you why. Yeah, but just like right. mm, not quite, you know, or they might say that wasn't consistent. Right. But that's the best. Yeah. You know, and then the very, very, very best might say. Let's talk about what this, I think, what, what we want to feel here mm -hmm. or something like that. Right. But, you know, maybe that's happened a couple of times yeah. in yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you, you go in thinking, well, I'm sure I'll be, you know, they'll tell me right. if my character choice is wrong. And what you learn is, oh, no, no, you're going to sink on that character choice by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> They're not yeah. going to tell They're you anything. There's one seat in the light zone. <laughs> that. It's yours. <laughs> and, and the sheer, you know, and the difference, I think, with voiceover and audiobooks is that because it's so long form, yeah. you can't, like, worry it. You yeah. can't go, um, I would like a piece of that pie. Yeah, I would like a piece of that pie. <laughs> you know, you can't, you don't have, oh, honey, you've got yeah. 400 pages. Keep yeah. it moving. Totally. So I learned to go, that was a bad choice, and moving on. Yeah, you know, like turn the page, turn the page, turn the page. Totally, <laughs> turn the page. Yeah. It is like the greatest life lesson. Yeah, mm -hmm. audiobooks, because you go, you may be great, and you may not be great. First of all, it's not up to you. Second of all, you have three hundred more pages. So strap on your big boy pants <laughs> and great. keep going. Move forward. Keep it moving. forward. Okay, that moment didn't work. Let's try to get to the no next one. No one will remember. Who's going to go back to that disc? <laughs> Nobody. Who would do that? And then you just go, thank you, readers. Thank you for being so very patient. Thank you for being patient. Reading is the human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you so know, good. and if I could have had like, you know, the director's cut of the audiobook, I'd oh. be going like, I know, I know that was bad. I really do, but thank you. Thank you for... Thank you for and, your... And that one grace. of you who did write in to yeah. Audible about how bad oh, that was. Yeah, yeah. Don't thank you love Thank you thing? for your honesty. Thanks yeah. for the half... I agree with you. I agree with you. Thanks for the half star. Thank you for really? that half star, because I would have given myself <laughs> that half star, too. So funny. Thank you. Um, so let me ask you, do you still audition for audiobook projects, or do you just get the job? Mostly get the job. Mostly get the job. Mostly get the job. Earlier on, did you have to audition um, for? It, oddly enough, it it doesn't it didn't work quite that way. Um, there are some projects that you audition for yeah. because the author wants final say. Yeah. So or the producer. Yeah. Wants final say. So it doesn't to me seem to have as much to do with where you've gotten to as there are just certain projects that are maybe they're high 
high-profile projects. Exactly. And so then they'll say, will you audition? And usually, in that case, you're still not auditioning. It's just that they're, gonna, they're asking you permission to yeah. submit mm -hmm. some piece of your work. Right. Um, when I do have to audition, I don't like it any more than I like any other kind of audition. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I actually far prefer acting auditions. Right to audiobook auditions. Now, let me ask you something. So when you do have those audiobook auditions, are there any do's and don'ts like that when you're, okay, I'm, just, I'm not going to do that because I know they don't like that, or I'm going to do this because I know that this is preferable. Are there any do's and don'ts for those auditions that you can share with us, please? <laughs> please. Come on. I'm sure that there are. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what they are. I'm sure that there are. I mean, I, I just think it's like everything else. You... When I watch new people who aren't in their bodies yet, yeah. mm -hmm. I would say that the, the major difference is you have to own your point of view. That's really good. You really yeah. have to own your point of view mm -hmm. because if you're doing it like, I'm not going to completely commit because I'm not, I'm reading a book. Yeah. I'm reading this book, you know, it was the best of times, yeah. it was the worst of times, I'm going to make my voice sound beautiful, yeah. because yes. this is all about having a beautiful voice, yes. and it's like, no, really what it is, is what is, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times to you. Mm -hmm. yes. What does it mean to you? Every sentence, what does it mean to you? And that's a leap of a kind of faith mm -hmm. that I think, um, actors don't generally have uh, that sense of, because it's a collaboration. Mm -hmm. So you go into acting saying, well, I'm going to play my part, and I'm going to try to connect to my part, but I don't really know how anybody else should do their part, and that's not my job. There's a director, and, and then those actors are going to do their part, and so I'm going to show up 100% my part. Mm -hmm. With an audiobook, all the parts are 100% yours, mm -hmm. and you're the director of that scene. Mm -hmm. And you're the only one who can say, does this scene move quickly? Does it move slowly? Do they seem to like each other? Do they not? And you're basing everything on the information that you're getting from yeah. the author. The author is king, but you are then going, I am now in your book, yeah. and I'm going to be sniffing around like a truffle pig yeah. to find everything about what this book is bringing out of me. Yeah. Because if, is this making sense? Or Absolutely. Because okay. yes. I mean if you're not... Because it's, like you're, you're, it's someone else's story they wrote, but really it's your story. You have to you interpret have to be, it. Mm -hmm. As you, yeah. You have to, because... There's many, many incredibly talented audiobook yeah. readers, and every single one of them can accomplish this book in a wonderful way. Yeah. I, I feel that way absolutely 100%. Uh, my friends and your friends yeah. who are audiobook narrators, I mean, these people are all wonderful. Mm -hmm. They could all narrate any book mm -hmm. to a wonderful or competent level. So what's your interpretation going to be right. that makes the reader relax and say and connect she's with got that this. story yeah yeah they yeah. they those listeners they're putting it on in their car or on their walk and yeah. they're thinking hmm, 
like I don't believe this I'm not I'm not sucked in I'm not you know Mm -hmm. and and so what can we do to say like okay all I've got all I've got is my point of view because I've got 400 pages here Mm -hmm. and if I second guess or I don't listen to my own point of view then I've got Literally got nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, Literally nothing. No, no cavalry is coming. No. Nothing it's is going to happen. It's just worst on a page. It means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference between Scott Brick and Who's Cassandra that? Campbell. I'm kidding. Hi, Scott. He's got a couple books out. <laughs> yeah. He's really making. <laughs> yeah. But that's the difference between those people mm-hmm. and a new person. Yeah. Is they they open the page and this you sit down at the mic and you feel that sexy little feeling that you know when the mic is at just the right spot yeah. mm-hmm. and it should feel that way yeah. it should feel like hmm that's just the right hmm like little <laughs> hum coming back at me and you sit down there and you look at the page and you go okay here I go Mm-hmm. And you can't ease in. Yeah. You can't. There's no easing in because Neat. that listener is going to ease out yeah. in yeah. about two really, minutes. Really, really quickly. And, and God bless you, listener, yes. if you're listening. Yeah. Why, sh- why should it be miserable? Yeah. And that author has spent sometimes 10 years on yeah. that book. And that. Every Those first word. three chapters yeah. are not easy. It's word, like they yeah. kind of wanted no, it to start from book, the beginning. They wrote seventeen yeah. drafts to get. <laughs> well, you know. Let me ask yeah. you this: Have yeah. you ever been in a situation where you've recorded like a, a nice portion of an audiobook, and then the author has been like, mm, "I don't like the direction where this is going," and you had to kind of change your point of view? Has that ever happened? No. Because you're that good. Because I don't think they get that involved. She's yeah, like, yeah. I don't do revisions. Yeah, yes, I don't exactly. do revisions. <laughs> you don't do like you? it? Call Cassandra Campbell. Yeah. I'm sure she Why could do it, it better. Why book then? Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you do it? No. Well, no. but you, you. No, it's not because I'm so good. Yeah. It's because. No, I've never heard of that happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the authors get that involved. The 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 most involved that I have ever been with an author was also. Um, the one of the high points of my audiobook career. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sorry to scratch, little tiny yeah, mic. He likes you. Like tiki tiki tiki. Exactly. There was a book called Seductive Poison, and the author of that book had escaped from Jonestown, and this was her memoir of escaping from Jonestown, and she. It's a. It's. A phenomenal book yeah. and an incredible story and an, and as far as I'm concerned an untold story mm-hmm. completely untold um, it, it was a nightmare it was a concentration camp it was mm-hmm. not these people did not commit suicide they, no, were, murdered. they were murdered and yeah. she her book is a thriller and it's heartbreaking and everything well this author um, really wanted to be in the studio because she wanted to make sure that I got Jim Jones's voice right. Mm. Because her feeling was she understood that the audience was not going to be sympathetic. Yeah. 
right. to why she followed him. Mm-hmm. So her feeling was, I need the voice to sound as seductive to the audience as it sounded to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, so she was in there and she lost her mother in Jonestown. She lost all her friends, <clears throat> excuse me. So she was sitting in the room while I played out scenes between her and her mother and while I played out scenes of Jim Jones raping her I was playing Jim Jones and her, raping her with her sitting, you know, a few feet away. And that was the most incredible because I knew that if I didn't get it right, she was going to say something, Mm -hmm. which meant that for this very rare time, I actually could find out. Yeah. If I wasn't doing what the author yeah. wanted me to yeah. do. And I'm sure there have been times yeah. when I haven't done what the author wanted me to do, and I'll, I'll never know. Yeah. You know I, know, I know some small, small things that I do know about, that like an accent or something that wasn't what the author had perceived or something like that. But in this case, this was her life story, mm-hmm. and she knew how these people were. What a responsibility. It was I so, know, right? yeah. but you want. And to, you like that. You I like being like under it. that. Yeah. I want it hard. I, <laughs> stop it. That's a different show. Cut it out, you guys. <laughs> Keep Dirty it minds. Well, Take it kind two. of combines. I want it difficult. <laughs> I want the challenge. Well, it kind of combines your, your on camera theater world yeah in that moment yeah yeah so as a narrator you run the gamut of characters within a book genres of books how do you decide what grips you to do a book and what if are any reasons that you would pass Um, okay there was a book that um, in the first 20 pages there was two Japanese men a Chinese man and a Korean man talking to two Russian men for 20 pages. And Dan Musselman, the god of audiobooks, the god of audiobooks, um, offered me this book. This was years ago. And I looked at it and I said, Dan, you know, you you have such a good reputation and you've built (laughs) such a very great company. And let's not have it all crash down on this book. I said, Mm. I can't, I can't pull this off. I can't pull off for I thought you like it hard, Kata. I like it hard. But, <laughs> but four Asian men yeah. yes. talking to each other, I, I did, I, it was going to turn into a very hard yeah. to differentiate. Mm-hmm. I, I can pull off one talking to other people that aren't. But, you know, I'm not the person to give that book to. Right. Yeah. So I just gave it back to him. And he actually never, never found anybody. Mm. Really? Who, who? It was like they just sent it back up the line or something. Like yeah. it just, it just was a hard book to do. Um, I, uh, I will say that I was asked to audition for um, Ivanka Trump's book, mm. and I turned it down. I said, "Stop for me. I don't, I don't want to help something I really disagree with." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm to be any better quality. Yeah. And there's great narrators 
who are not going to be having that attitude. Right. And so they should do that book. Right. So I'm going to come in already loaded for bear, mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, and that's very rare. I mean, that's the only book. Yeah. That yeah. There's only two authors I've ever turned down because I went, I don't actually want to be part of their zeitgeist. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want any connection between my voice and this person in the right. world, you know, but, but that uh, two books in 15 yeah. years. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, not, that's pretty Well, but good. I think that's also a dilemma, you know, that people have is they want to work and yeah. then they say, well, but I think, you know, at some point when you put your head on the pillow at night, you have to be at yeah, peace. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I think you have, I, I think you have to believe that no as a strategy is bleh, but no as a conviction is a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And story, and yeah. and I I really believe in that. I believe you should say no if you feel Absolutely. no. Be you true should to say yourself. no. Yeah. yeah, because it builds. Yeah. It means that the next time you open your mouth, you can trust what comes out of it. Right, yeah. right. And and it's kind of hard won trying to be authentic. It's, yeah. it's hard one. But if you start selling off pieces of your soul, <clears throat> exactly. you're going to wake up one day and go, where did I go? You're gone. You, you know? There's nothing left of yeah, you. Yeah, it's, not, wor- it's not worth it. It's um, true. I had a very, a very, very smart person say to me once, um, when I was working on <clears throat> being better, you know, in my acting career, it was, mm-hmm. deca- it was actually like two decades ago, and she said, you don't sell yourself out in the audition. You sell yourself out all the time, and then you walk into an audition. And I thought, that's true. Like, yeah. it's not about what's happening in that room. It's about what happens from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night, and and you have to stop selling yourself out. Yeah. You can't sell yourself out at all, because then you go into the the arena, yep. you go into the Olympic event that yeah. is our profession. Yeah. You have to be on your own side. Yeah, and, you, and you have man. to at least know that you can tell the truth. Right, right. If yeah. you can't tell the Love truth... It. How can you read Kate a book? Mazer, no. um, love you. Do you have any thoughts on um, on audiobook demos for people that you know maybe want to get into the industry? Is there? I wish that I was a better. Um, I wish I had better information on the business end. Yeah. I just haven't been on that end. I yeah, don't, I know. I don't well, listen I mean, you... to demos. I don't know what they're. I mean, my guess is that you lead with your strengths yeah. and you read material that you imagine you would be hired for. Hired for. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually have um, a young voice, you know, so I get hired a lot in the 20s and 30s, just a little bit in the 40s, mm-hmm. you know, so I, 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 I generally read women who are younger than I am because I d- it's the timbre of my voice. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I love doing YA. The f- couple of YA books I've done, I thought they were so much fun. And I was putting together something with Scott Brick one time and just looking for, I was getting his opinion about clips. Mm-hmm. And I had this great YA clip. And I really, really wanted to use this YA clip. And he said, yeah, but how much YA are you going to do? And I was like, but I love YA. And he said, how much YA are you going to do? Yeah. It's kind of, you know, there's people who just, that is their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think I do it well. I think I do it really well. But it's not my wheelhouse. Yeah. 
What would you say is your wheelhouse? Yeah. I would say my wheelhouse is is literary fiction of kind of deeply, uh, often sad or evocative, emotional literary fiction. Is it your wheelhouse because that's what you love and you could just be it's there? It's my wheelhouse because the second that something has that emotional, mm -hmm. you're hooked. I just relax and then the hours Bam. go by and I love everything about it. Um, but the other wheelhouse I have is um, nonfiction. Nonfiction yeah. by people who have something to say, something really yeah. interesting mm -hmm. to say. Because I love, um, I, I really can feel that conversation yeah. that a nonfiction book is, mm -hmm. where somebody is saying, uh, and this is, I think, a tip. I guess this would be a tip about nonfiction. Tip I, of the week. Here's tip a the tip. Here's a tip. That was a little logo coming up. The tip is you're at the greatest small dinner party surrounded by people who are really interested in the subject, and you are saying, Check this out. Check mm. it out. Check it out. What this is a nonfiction book about um, about uh, wall wall fabric, you know. And I'm going, okay. Did you know that wall fabric? Wall fa the Egyptians had wall fabric. There was wall fabric. Oh, the the first White House had wall fabric. I have no idea. So you're but, really bringing them into right. that wall saying, fabric. Yeah. Wall fabric, yeah. man. Because they're interested they're, in wall fabric. And then you have to imagine, don't play to the listener who you're trying to engage in wall fabric. Yeah. Play to the listener who said, a book about wall fabric. Yeah. <gasps> I'm ordering. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Never even thought of that. Yeah. That's yeah. a tip. And I think it's a commercial tip. Isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Isn't the commercial sure. tip that you are not trying to get the person who doesn't want that product? No, mm -hmm. the person that does. You're getting that person that yeah. is sitting there going like, I need a head swarmer cookie over there. You know, earlier about your point of view is and it's king, me. and you have to believe it. Anyway. Your um, point of view is king. Yeah. And my point of view is that if you're going to have a conversation, fall in love with that conversation. And nonfiction is a conversation. Yeah. It's, Love it. That's what it is. It's yeah. a conversation. It's not a lecture. It's not a documentary. It's not a documentary. It's not a lecture. Yeah. And that is a huge mistake people yeah. make. Yes. It is not a lecture. It is the juiciest, most fantastic conversation that will ever be had about this subject matter. Cut! <laughs> <laughs> I had to find a button. <laughs> Well, that was part one with Kata Mazur. We're going to be back next week with part two, so stick around. Absolutely don't miss it. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Look, right there. Click Over it. there. It's right there. And keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. And just remember, you, you always have, have time for a little buzz. Just listen to VO Buzz Weekly, watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos that Rock. Rock.
the voiceover demo producer to the stars, is now available to you. Visit demosbitlock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.